What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. I am Rob, who makes this podcast. Thanks for being here. And this goes out to all the homies who just graduated and are freaking out. So it's like May, June, maybe you're wrapping up a college, maybe you've been done for a few weeks, and your professors were like, you can get an internship, you can get all this different stuff, all this promise, right? And then you get out into the real world, and maybe I'm just projecting my own thing, but I know that a lot of people have this experience. You get out into the real world, and you go to apply for things, and you're not qualified. Like, you don't even bother submitting it because you're so unqualified for it. Or you go and you think that, let me just look up on LinkedIn on how to network, and you read it all, and you're like, this is all, like, bullshit. No, I'm not doing this. Did I just waste my money going to college? Or did I just waste all my time watching all these YouTube videos? Let's say like you didn't go the college route. Did I just waste all my time learning this skill set and yet no one's getting in touch with me? Okay, couple of things to address here. First of all, totally normal. Okay, that happens to everybody. Everyone postures and gets that verified badge on Instagram and tries to make it like they're doing big shit and making moves in silence or they're hustling and they're doing all that. It's all bullshit. It's just like anything else. It's filters. It's nonsense. They're showing you the highlight reel. It's a little bit rough out there in the beginning. If you're just setting out into the field, trying to make a name for yourself, trying to get your foot in the door, it's going to be tough. I used to say, give yourself five years. And now I say, give yourself 10 years. And I know you don't want to hear that. You just spent a shit ton of money on college or investing in yourself and Adobe Creative Cloud and all these Lightroom presets and creative market and all these different things. It's going to take between five to 10 years to get traction and to get it going. Everybody always said patience. As a 23-year-old, 24, however old I was when I started this thing, there's no word that I hate more than patience at that time. But that's what it is. So that's the first thing. You got to be patient and you have to give yourself time. You cannot will into existence. You, You might be able to expedite your learning. And there's definitely something to be said for sitting down at the table and learning and getting better and being focused. But regardless, it's going to take a long time. And looking, and I always heard that, and I was like, I'm different. You don't know my work ethic. I will work tirelessly. I will do this. I will be different. I will have it all figured out by 26. And 26 came and went, and it was the lowest point of my life. I thought like by my mid-20s, I would have everything figured out, and I didn't. It was a disaster. I was five years into this, and it was still a burning inferno. I couldn't get work. I might be able to get in at a job, but I wouldn't be able to stay. I would get bounced. I would get fired within the first two weeks. And maybe that's not everyone's experience. But again, for a lot of people, that is the experience, the experience of struggle. Okay. Now that I have all the negative shit out of the way, you're like, Rob, dude, I'm so depressed. You really, you got to hit me with some positive shit. This is like Tuesday after Memorial Day. I'm really trying to get my life together. Over the summer, I'm trying to become my best me. You got to hit me with something more positive. So, Here's my advice for networking and getting out there. Number one, and I've said this ad nauseum, and I feel like this podcast at this point, it's just me repeating myself, but the principles are like the core of my foundation and like what I truly believe. The A number one mistake that I see people leaving when just leaving college or just setting out into the creative field is they get transactional. I want this job. Look at all this stuff that I did. Here's my book. When you're in that place, you're being transactional because you're like, this is what I want. I want a job. You've never even talked to this person before. They don't even know who you are. And right out of the gate, you want a job. That's just as crazy as going up to a girl or guy or whatever at a bar and being like, will you marry me? 
They're going to be like, who the fuck are you? What? Let's start with a drink. Hey, how are you? A compliment, something. Marry you. Are you out of your mind? No. It's, I'm telling you, dude, it's the exact same thing, especially when your work sucks. And that leads me to point number two. And I bring this up again. I brought this up like nine times, but it's true. If you're just leaving school, the odds are 99.99999% of the time, your work sucks. Sucks. Compared to working professionals that have been doing the exact same thing that you've been doing for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, your work sucks, dude. It looks sloppy. You could tell you're an amateur. Well, well, actually, no. Let me rephrase that. They can tell you're an amateur. You can't tell because you don't have that breadth of experience yet. And again, this is where humility comes in. I always thought they're like, they don't even know. My work is so good. My work, looking back, was a fucking disaster. It was awful. It was really genuinely terrible. And the audacity that I had to reach out to firms like Pentagram and Collins and all these different design studios that I had no business asking for a job at, it was crazy. But I did have business talking to them. And this is like the opposite side of that coin. Sort of that everyone puts their pants on one leg at a time. And if you're not transactional and you're not looking for a job and you're not thinking to yourself, what can they do for me? What can you do for me? I just graduated. Do you know who I am? Right? All an ego. But if you're like, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing. Just honestly, humility. This is what I did. Brian Collins, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm really sweaty right now. I don't know why I'm here. I shouldn't be here. I had a fucking breakdown in Brian Collins' office. And now we're great friends. I have no idea what I'm doing here. I don't know why you called me. I don't know why I'm here. But this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. And you've got to know, dude. You've got to know. I'll probably never talk to you again. You have to know that I want to work here. I have a long-term goal of wanting to work with you and Leland Mashmeyer and all these other crazy, cool people. I've never met cooler people in my life. What's up, bro? How do I get myself on a five to 10-year trajectory to work here? How do I get in? I'm not the best designer. I don't have this. This is lacking. This is lacking. I look at this stuff and it makes me want to throw up. I feel like I wasted all my money in college. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. But if you just give me a chance, if you just stick with me, if we just become like phone friends and I can call you and I can learn and I can come and mingle, I will learn to shut up and listen and pay attention and learn and just siphon everything I can from this specific studio because I love you guys and I want to be a part of it. Now, that's a little crazy. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I've had times where that's worked out swimmingly and it's worked out great. And I've had people that have taken me under their wing. There's a fine line with threading this needle. The A number one thing why that relationship will end is one night you're hanging out, you're having a good time, you're at the studio, you feel like you've developed this rapport and then you go in for the kill. It's like going in for a kiss too early. You're proposing and you've only known each other for two months. You don't do that. You stay in your lane. You are a student you are lucky to be there. You have humility and you're learning. I call this getting close to the sun. Get as close to the sun as humanly possible. And I have so many examples of this in my life. It's not even funny. Don't be transactional. Have humility and realize that you probably suck. But that being said, don't feel sorry for yourself. You need to start thinking of your life as a cocktail party and the internet and the boundless utility and all the different ways in which you can connect through the internet. LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, this is a pro tip. 
I might be having Judd Apatow come on the podcast in the near future because of this tip. And this one's free. I know I've been playing a lot of the hits today and going back to shit I've said a million times, but maybe there's someone new here who needs to see it. But this one's new. This one's free. And this is a fire piece of advice. You want to work in the entertainment business? Go on imdb.com and look for IMDb Pro. And then you can go and you can find the agent of people who work with your favorite celebrities. And I might be having Judd Apatow. That's right, Judd Apatow from like Knocked Up and all these other amazing, I don't know why that's the reference I had for Judd Apatow, but all these other incredible, huge Hollywood movies, right? He has like five different agents. And I went on, on IMDb, IMDb Pro and I looked it up and I reached out to all of them. And here's the difference. Whether you're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is, you need to be genuine and you need to be sincere when you say these things because people can, they can sniff it out. I can sniff it out. I know when people are like, hey, Rob, huge fan of the show. Love what you're doing. I know you're not. I impulsively check to see who likes things all the time. I'm constantly looking at the analytics of my show. I know who's actually participating and responding and all the different stuff. But you need to make sure that what you're saying is genuine and from a real place. Like I said before about like the Brian Collins thing, you got to make sure that they know that you're being sincere and that you're qualifying what you're saying with something real, not a blanket email. And that is the key. You can reach out to anybody. But what happens is that fear steps in and you need to override that fear and reach out to everybody because you never know. I go crazy with this shit. I reach out to like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like on a regular basis. Dude, you never know. I might be able to go to the imdbpro.com, right? And he's represented by like such and such marketing firm or whatever. And then there's six different people and I write them all an email. And I start the email with a long paragraph about how I used to jump around on my parents' bed and pretend that I was The Rock. And I would say, if you smell what The Rock is cooking and I would take my mom's pillow and I would suplex my mom's pillow and I would pretend that I was the rock and then later in life I watched Moana and I realized that it was the most beautiful storytelling that Disney had done in years and all of the rock's efforts in coordination with Kevin Hart and all these different people and Burt Kreischer really inspired me as a creator to do more and to push myself more and I would make that short and succinct. I would use ChatGPT to help me streamline the effectiveness and the grammar of what I was talking about. And then I would reach out to all the different people and I would say by their name and message them individually. Dude, you never know. Because the odds are they're not going to get back, right? They're publicists. Their job is to protect the image of their client. They might get back and go, you know, Rob, we read your thing. And while it's weird that you would even think to say this, this is the realest shit I've gotten all day. And all day, everyone's just been trying to get to the rock and not treating me like a real human being. But you seem like you're a really nice kid with a good head on your shoulders. Dwayne can't do it right now, but in three months, we can circle back and we can do it. And that's a test. That, my friends, is a test. And you go, okay. Again, you don't get transactional. You don't get, no, it has to be now. No, don't get transactional so that you can become transformational. You say, Melanie, thank you so much for getting back to me. I cannot wait to reconnect with you in three months and find out if Dwayne can do it. All the best. And Melanie, I hope that you have a great day. You're being methodical, and you're being genuine, and you're treating people like people. And networking in general, like that's the thing, you really never know who you're talking to. And you might circle back in three months. And because you got to think about it, everybody's always checking their email all the time. 
right? How many times do you check your Instagram? How many times do you check your LinkedIn? How many times do you do that? Like, it might be three months down the road from now. And Melanie and her girlfriend who was sitting next to her in the same office, right? Because that's just how real life works. Dude, you're not going to believe it. This kid, Rob Johnson, wrote us back. The one who was talking about jumping up and down in his parents' bed and pretending to be The Rock? Yeah, him. I don't know. I feel like we should get a thing. And then The Rock walks in with a coffee and is like, hey, Melanie, did you get that thing? And she's like, yeah. Hey, one quick thing, Dwayne. Do you think that... Just come take a look at this. It's actually really funny. This kid's out of his fucking mind, but like, read this thing. Could, do you think we could like pencil him in for like 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. We'll do it in six months from now, but I, I could do it. We'll make it happen. Six months goes by and you have an interview with The Rock. Now, The Rock is a ridiculous example to use in that, but it's happened before. It can happen. It can happen. It has happened on this podcast. I got Jeremy from the fucking Lumineers. I belong with you. You belong with me. You're my sweetheart. And all we need it now. Oh, you never heard that song before? Oh, that's right. You have. Because the Lumineers are famous as fuck. And when I interviewed them, they the next night, Homeboy was up on stage at Wrigley Field. Sold out Wrigley Field. And you want to know how that happened? Persistence. You want to know the story that I told that Jeremy from the Lumineers, since you're like, yeah, the rock thing? I don't know, dude. Here's a story I told Jeremy from the Lumineers. Hey, Jeremy. Hope all is well in your world. Loved Cleopatra. During the darkest hours of my life, that album was on heavy rotation, brother. And you and everyone in the Lumineers, I can't express how important that album was to me. And it really shows the power of music. Anyway, listen, I know you're a busy guy, so let me just get down to it. Your elementary school librarian is actually my gra- is my grandma-in-law. It's my wife's grandma. And she never shuts up about you. She's always talking about you. I just think it's crazy. Like you grew up in Ramsey and I would just love to know about like what it's like growing up in Ramsey. And, you know, uh, I'm sure that there's some like maybe some shared experiences there. There could be some fun banter for the podcast. Dude, he wrote me back. I think it was like a day later. I was like, yeah, sure, dude. Sounds good. CC'd on this email is like so-and-so. And I was super, super cool with the people from the Lumineers. I was like, no problem. Let me take it from here. Let me handle this for you. And we're going to get it locked down on the calendar and we're going to make it happen. You got to be like a go-getter. You got to be the maitre d' of your own life. The maitre d' is like the person who runs the wedding. That's the kind of the philosophy you got to have. I know it sounds crazy. And that's a little bit of an abstract reference there. You know how like when you go to a wedding at a really fancy wedding venue and then they cut the cake and there's just somebody who comes in and like, whoom, just like swoops in. And if they're doing it right, it's like fast, right? It's like methodical, like a good chef. Like you picture like Anthony Bourdain with a bottle of wine opening up with his teeth and cooking in the back on the line, right? Mise in place. Everything's right. That's what you got to do with networking. You got to be on the fucking ball. If they say you write back in three months, write back in three months and then follow up on things, but don't be annoying. What you don't do is you don't copy and paste. You treat everyone the same. This has been the most all over the place podcast ever. I'm loving it. One more story for the road. I got the business card right here. So I am a DJ and I've been bringing that up more recently because I've been trying to expand that part of my life. That's why I haven't been doing as many episodes of this podcast as I used to do. Now, I love this story. It's my favorite story. So I went to go and do an event for Craig Scott Entertainment. If you're listening to this and you're in the New York, New Jersey area or really anywhere in the world and you want to have a great wedding band and you're just like, oh my God, we actually are looking for a wedding band. Craig Scott Entertainment from right here in New Rochelle, New Jersey. Fucking amazing. So shout out Craig Scott. Shout out Scott Hornack and that whole crew over there. Matt Townsend. Love you guys. Okay. 
So I have been watching all these videos of people like Nick Spinelli and all these different people, and they're doing it major. They're doing it big. They're doing it bigger than I am. And they're always DJing at this place called the Hudson House. And the Hudson House has these 100-foot tall windows that overlook New York City. Dude, the view from the Hudson House, this is how nice this place is. Like, let me paint a picture for you here. Each window has got to be like $15,000. It's like a 100-foot window that's like 20 feet wide. And they're all lined up with like little bezels in between them. The view is insane. It's from Jersey City. The view is of the New York City skyline. Imagine this, at nighttime. The New York City skyline, and it's the back of the Statue of Liberty with the arm up in the air looking out to like the Hudson River or like the New York Sound, whatever that is. It's insane. And it was like everything that I ever dreamed of that it would be. So I went there and Scott Hornack had me take pictures for him. And it was really exciting. By the way, Scott will be coming on the show as well as some other people from the music space and DJing space. Anyway, so I always wanted to work there. And it was like a dream come true to work there. It's, you know, not like a lifelong dream, but it's something that I, you know, a goal I had for this year was in some capacity or another to work at the Hudson House, HudsonHouse.com, landmark events, little free plug. So I get in the elevator and I just, I had a great night. Like one of those nights, it's like, damn, life is worth living. Maybe I'm not depressed after all. Maybe life is awesome. I should just be more grateful and just be really happy about this. So I get into the elevator and there's somebody who I would assume is the elevator attendant. So he's like going down. I was like, yeah, sure, thanks. So he holds the door. And on the way down the elevator, just like I am today, I'm just talking at a thousand miles an hour. I'm like, this place is so cool. The view is awesome. He's like, oh, like you're here with Scott Hornack and Craig Scott Entertainment. I'm like, yeah, like Scott's a really great guy. And it's so cool to be working here. And, you know, I've always seen this place on the internet. And I've always wanted to come here. And it just, you know, it's a really good feeling to know that I'm going in the right direction. And I'm kind of here with like the who's who of the New Jersey wedding industry. And it's just such a great feeling. This place is like so dope. And he has this little glint in his eye and this like big grin on his face. I'm assuming that this is the elevator guy, right? In my mind, I'm like, hey, how's the elevator business treating you? You know, it has its ups and downs. I'm like, don't make that joke. Don't make that joke. Be nice to him. He's the elevator guy. He's probably had a long day. He's been in this elevator all day. So just make sure you make some casual conversation with him, right? Okay. So I did that. Bing! The door opens. The door opens. And he goes, hey, my name is Gabriel. Nice to meet you. What's your name? I was like, oh, Rob Johnson. Nice to meet you too. Yeah, come here for a second. I was like, what? What, where was the elevator? It, the guy turns out to be, Gabe, shout out, Gabriel Rodriguez. I'm holding the card right now. It's square, and this is a thick paper right here. Gabriel Rodriguez, director of events at the Hudson House. Wait, listen to the thickness of the card. Woo! That's money, baby. That's $500,000 weddings on a regular basis. No big deal. Right there. He's the director of events at the Hudson House, and he told me to email him. And I haven't emailed him yet. One of the why? Because I'm scared. Because I'm scared I might fail. And that's what I'm going to do today. Right when I get off of this call, I am going to shoot a message to Gabriel, who is the director of events. The point of that story is you never know who you're talking to. So from the receptionist, from the elevator guy, whoever it is you're talking to, this is like a big one. This is huge, huge. You have to make sure that whoever it is you're talking to, no matter where you are in that transaction, they might be the most important person that you talk to that day. It's easy to get caught up in your own world, but like networking, that's the thing. You got to make sure that you take care of everyone and you got to just be tenacious and stick with it and be patient and be kind to yourself and know it's going to take a long time and not make excuses and continue to hone your craft. Love you guys. Meetthecreatives.org. Aaron Butler is coming on the podcast tomorrow, who is a two-time 
Emmy award-winning editor for Euphoria. So if anyone thought that I was slipping, like I wasn't gonna get a cool guest, like I was falling off, oh, Rob's doing a lot of solo episodes. He's probably having a hard time getting guests because I'm on the show. <laughs> Wrong, Euphoria on the show tomorrow, uh, the next day, I guess it would be. And uh, Sammy Drazen is also coming back on the show, who is a photographer who's worked with like Dua Lipa and Post Malone and Taylor Swift and you name it, she's done it, come back on the show. So. For anyone that's out there hating that's listening to this because you're a hater, just know. Can't stop, won't stop, rock up, I'll never get down, baby. Break it down. Bye.